Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And I am sitting in a clinic in, where am I, Maple? You're in uh, Concord, but Maple, Vaughn. We'll call it Vaughn. We'll call it Vaughn? <laughs> yeah. We just did a podcast for someone who has a clinic in Thornhill, and I was really just fucking confused. I'm like, where am I, Thornhill, Richmond Hill, Vaughn? She's like, you're in Vaughn. I'm yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, yeah, Thornhill can go on either side. It can be Maple, it can be, it can be Markham, or it can be Vaughn. Ah. So there's confusion for it. I get so. it. I get <laughs> it. I'm sitting down with Dr. Mark Renzoni. This guy is a doctor of chiropractic. He's also a registered massage therapist. He runs a kick-ass clinic. The name of the clinic is Health Matters. I wanted to talk to Mark today because because he does have a dual registration, and I thought that'd be interesting to to get into that, especially when I check out some of the Facebook groups and I see RMTs trying to figure out, how the heck am I going to get into physio? How am I going to get into Cairo? What can I do with my massage therapy education? But yours is a different story because you do have a undergrad degree from U of T as well, Correct. right? Yeah, I do. Yeah. All right. So by the way, has anyone ever told you, actually, I'll get you to speak a little bit first before mm-hmm. I say this. <laughs> okay. um, so why don't you introduce yourself to the masses? Tell them about you, tell sure. them about your practice and uh, we'll, we'll pick it up from there. Okay. Well, as a Mark's said, my name is Dr. Mark Renzoni. Um, I did go to the University of Toronto uh, and there did some archaeology, physical anthropology, comparative anatomy type stuff. And 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 from there sort of thought about where I might want to go and, and, and realized I liked working with people, wanted to get into healthcare um, and uh, started to look into massage therapy as well as, as chiropractic and um, decided to go on the, the massage therapy route because I wanted to, one, it was, well, at the time it was a shorter program and I wanted to get a sense of of um, working in in healthcare, I wanted to get an opportunity to work with chiropractors, get a sense of if that was something I, I wanted to think about doing, and if I wanted to go further. Wait, wait, wait! I'm going to back this up. Yes. You went to U of T for anthropology. Yes. So you were in high school, and then what? You're thinking in your you're in grade 13 because you're that old mm-hmm. that uh, it was grade 13. <laughs> OAC, yeah. Uh, was it OAC when you were? Yeah, that time was OAC, but yeah? same thing, same thing. For... Shit, I've been telling people it was grade 13 when I was there. <laughs> um, and so what? You're you're in grade 13, and you're, and you're like. I want to be Indiana Jones. Like, how does this work? I was liked Indiana Jones, but I had no idea what I wananted to do at that point, right? So, so what was... makes you what makes you say anthropology? Well, I don't know anything about anthropology. You didn't know about that? Maybe, no, I, okay. should, maybe I should ask. Yeah, you no, I just went, went to U of T, took a very general course load, and then yeah. realized I always liked evolutionary anatomy type stuff. I always enjoyed that stuff, right? Primates uh, paradigms? Exactly. E.O. Exactly. E. Wilson? Yeah, that's right. That's, that's as far as I go. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of, uh, I started going on some uh, some research digs and things like that. So I was uh, oh, cool. I was working in uh, just northern Ontario for a bit, and then went up to the Arctic one, one summer and worked up there. Uh, but then kind of realized that, you know, archaeology might not be the best field going forward. It's not exactly a lineup of people <laughs> waiting to be archaeologists, and it's not quite as exciting as, as Indiana Jones as it's, much as you'd like to think. It seems exciting, yeah. It seems exciting, it is, but it's 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 a lot of uh, tedious stuff, right? But it was interesting. Northern Canada in the summer, what's that like weather-wise? Oh, weather-wise is fine. Very Like, we weren't too far north, but you're dealing with a lot of bugs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if you're getting tomogamy in that sort of area, lots of bugs, lots of black flies, lots of that kind of stuff. Gotcha. And, uh, and uh, sorry about that. Yeah, Turn that cool. off there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, so that, that was good. And then went into massage therapy, went into massage therapy with a bit of a thought of, of exploring chiropractic more. 
uh, started working with a chiropractor. Uh, and when I started to see the things that she was able to do that I wasn't able to do, or some of the results she was able to get that I had difficulty getting uh, because of some of the limited scope that I had, yeah. uh, then I decided to go back to, to chiropractic college. And that's kind of how that all sort of came about. What was your exposure to massage therapy before you went? It wasn't a lot. It wasn't a lot. You know, I, I forced myself to go to a couple of massages because I knew I was thinking about it. Yeah. But prior to that, I hadn't really been treated as a, as a kid or as a, you know, as a teen or anything like that. Um, so I didn't have a lot of uh, experience at that point. And that was similar too with chiropractic as well. Right. Uh, I didn't have a real experience, a lot of experience with that. And same, same sort of thing, sort of forced myself to start to get to know it and get an understanding of how it, how it all works. Where'd you go to school for massage? Massage, I was at Sutherland Chan. Ooh. So here. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. Yeah, it was good. It was I haven't good heard program. anyone say anything negative about it, at least not on our podcast. You know what? It was a good pro. It was a really good program there at that time. It was different at that time. There was only three, mainly three schools I could choose from. Um, you had the Canadian college, which was at that time. In Sutton. Probably. Sutton. Yeah, I think it was in Sutton. Uh, then you had Kakawa college and then I think Darcy Lane but that was a little bit more outside the city and those yeah, were kind of your choices right and then by the time I graduated uh, which was like 90 what was it 98 I graduated um, by the time I finished um, massage therapy all of a sudden there was a whole bunch of schools you could go to mm. right now there was the, the business college had massage therapy yeah. uh, I think Centennial had just started at that time I think right so then it started to open up and you had a lot of different schools yeah so, now so. you have a billion like private career colleges yeah, that so run massage therapy yeah it's insane yeah the numbers of massage therapists mm-hmm. so Sutherland was good because it was it was established for quite a while yeah and they had a lot of um, a lot of good placements that you could do like you get placements in spinal cord research placements in different hospitals. So they had a, they had established quite a bit of that. So oh, so that was kind of good. You got good exposure to a lot of things. Do you remember your license exam? Do you remember what stations there were at your license exam? Yes. Uh, there wasn't a lot of stations. You, um, were you with the years that it was like four stations, but the, the timing of them was, was much different? I don't even know if there was four. I don't even think there was four. Really, eh? I thought there was only... I thought there was two or three. I might be wrong because we're going back a while. Yeah. But but it wasn't a lot of stations. And and I, I remember with, with chiropractic, we went in, I think we had 14 stations or, or something like that. So I remember that being a lot longer. Yeah. And then the other one seemed much, much shorter. You finish up massage school. What did you give us the career path when you finished massage school before you started chiropractic? Started working with a chiropractor, uh, Dr. Suzanne Brown, who was uh, around Young and Eglinton. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked with her for really just the year because after after that, um, that's that's when I went back as it was the following year. I was working there. I was also working at a clinic up in Thornhill. And then I was doing some house calls and, and things like that as well. Um, but it was it was good there. I got an exposure to um, – her, her clinic had been there for quite a while. So she had another massage therapist that had been there for quite a few years. Yeah. And so I got a little bit of uh, you know experience from her because I think she had been doing it for about 20 years or so, which was pretty rare at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I worked there for a bit. And then, and like I said, just kind of watched the chiropractor, watch what she did. And, and started to pick up how she worked specifically. And, you know, what you find out later with chiropractic is there's so many different philosophies. What was that chiro like? Uh, she was very hands-on. She was she was very hands-on uh, chiropractor, lots of manual adjusting. Uh, but she spent a reasonable amount of time with her patients, right? So people would have been in there at least 20 minutes, if not longer. She didn't do a lot of modalities. She would do ultrasound. Uh, uh-huh. Didn't do a lot of, uh, didn't do a lot of IFC Um she didn't do acupuncture, but there was a naturopath in there that did. So yeah, there was yeah. some acupuncture exposure there too. And uh, but it was a, it was a very positive kind of atmosphere, very positive, positive enough to make you be like, yeah, I want to yeah, go to chiropractic. Yeah, because yeah, you'd have people come in and they'd be really. 
um, happy that they were in the clinic already, right? So before there was any sort of therapeutic intervention of any kind, yeah, the person yeah. already felt good about being there. Uh, so you kind of got that sort of positive uh, approach and, and you've realized it was a pretty important thing going forward. Cool. So, yeah. Tell me about chiropractic college then, because I know there's all like... <laughs> massage therapists i just feel like with the ones that want to do more this is where they this is where they end up going mm -hmm. they're like what can i do what can my uh schooling allow me to do and most people that go to a private career college their schooling won't allow them to do anything right right, right? anything nothing's really transferable to any university program and i assume it's the same way for chiropractic because mm -hmm. for chiropractic you need to have at least an undergrad degree right you need to have at least three years at least three years of university so you don't even have to have the okay. full under, under year but you need your undergraduate degree but you need to have three years of university to apply. So tell me about uh, chiropractic college. And then what I'm really curious about is the parallels or how you feel that compares to your massage therapy education. I thought, well, let's go to chiropractic first and then I'll go and then I'll compare the two. Yeah. Um, with, uh, yeah, with chiropractic, I, I, I did go to the school here in Toronto. So Canadian Memorial Chiropractic College, which is your only school, only English speaking school in Canada. Um, for me, going down to the States wasn't much of an option. Right. Uh, at that time, it was around young and it was close to Young and Eglinton, not quite. Now it's moved and, and, and now it's on Leslie, uh, Leslie close to Steeles. Yep. Um, and uh, very um, four-year program, first three years, it were we were part of a bit of a pilot project where they were changing a lot of the curriculum. So it used to be that in fourth year, you would be in clinic, but you'd also still have some course um, coursework that you'd have to be doing. We were the first class to go through where you had the first three years, which were all your, your in-class stuff. And then the fourth year, you could specific, uh, specifically just focus on clinic, mm -hmm. uh, which, which worked out well. I thought that was, uh, that was helpful. Um, in terms of helpful, huh? well, helpful cause you could just focus there, right? Like you, you didn't, you weren't being pulled in all directions type thing, right? Gave you more time to research, gave you more time to, to, to come up with treatment plans. Cause when you were dealing with individual patients, you had to obviously assess them. Once you assess them, you had to do a, a series of, um, a certain amount of research, some peer reviewed studies and everything else, yeah. and then come back to your clinician with why you were choosing to treat them in a certain way. And quite often you present that to your uh, your pod group that you were with mm -hmm. as well so you could all sort of learn from each other and uh, but it was intense it was an intense program for sure uh, exam periods were, were difficult and uh, they initially had exam periods where it was over a, a week period and literally you had morning exam afternoon exam next day morning next day afternoon and it yeah, was yeah. it was constant they started to change it a little bit and I, and I think the program now is a little bit different uh, than then but it was pretty uh, it was pretty overwhelming in terms of the amount of work that was required did your massage therapy career help you in that? It did. It, it really did. Because when I was... Uh uh, when I was in at Sutherland, I did a lot of uh, the the amount of information that we needed to know there was pretty significant. Once we got to chiropractic, you know, it kind of went to a next level, and 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 so it was it was really helpful to have that foundation, mm -hmm. and it was really helpful to have a lot of the study skills that I had um, from uh, from massage therapy as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, so no, I found it really really helped me a lot. And then from a clinical standpoint, it helped me a lot as well because I was used to having my hands on people. I was used to interacting with people. Right, where, where some of the people there, they may have been very, very, very book smart, mm -hmm. but they might not have been that comfortable dealing with people as much. Um, so that was that was helpful. And then when you're dealing with different types of techniques, if you're dealing with spinal manipulation and and you're adjusting somebody, uh, say in their their cervical region up in the neck region, it becomes. Um, Especially when you're when you're first learning it, you're pretty you're pretty you're obviously you're always cautious with it, um, but you're going to be quite hesitant. And because I had the massage therapy side, uh, yeah. it allowed me to feel very comfortable doing soft tissue work, where I didn't feel like I needed to adjust all the time. 
Uh, and even even the way that I work now, I tend to do a lot more joint mobilization, which is within the scope of, of massage therapy. Yeah. I tend to do a lot more, uh, a lot of soft tissue work. You know, we may do some myofascial stuff where we get in a little bit deeper. And if I need to adjust, I adjust. You know, but I wouldn't say that I'm uh, I'm definitely not a straight adjuster where I'm where I'm, uh, you know, a lot of people will come and go and they might not be having adjustment at all. It just yeah, sort of yeah, depends. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know what? I think massage therapy school should take a take a slice out of what you guys do at chiropractic college. And when I was writing curriculum for one of the schools that I was working at, I suggested that I suggested that, hey, we should have X amount of months of nothing else but clinic, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like nothing else. And, and that way it kind of ensures that the student can actually function as a therapist outside mm-hmm. of a classroom setting. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I guess that would just depend on class size and all of that sort of stuff in terms of how many, how many students you have, right, in terms of coordination and all of that sort of stuff. Right? I think the biggest problem with, uh, with private career college. It's just how much, how many students can I get in and how much money can I make off of this? And then yeah. once, once we, once we train them out, then let's get them out the door. Let's get the next group in, mm-hmm. right? It's all about how many bums can get in Definitely. seats and yeah, places yeah. like yeah, that. Yeah, there's money to be made for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me about your best moment being a massage therapist, if you've got one. Hmm. Like, have you done anything super, super interesting as a massage that I know I feel really bad because if you haven't done anything super yeah, interesting. No, no, no. Oh, it's all very interesting. <laughs> There, there, well, there's a couple of things. One, when I was when I was a student, um, and so when I was in Sutherland Chan, when, when I talked about some of those placements that they had, one of the places that I worked was Lyndhurst Hospital. And Lyndhurst Hospital, if people aren't familiar with that, is the spinal cord research hospital for Eastern Canada. Mm. So if people are um, have sustained a spinal cord injury, they're going to be shipped there, uh, and then they're going to usually go through some rehab there. They might have to, you know, they'll work with OTs, PTs, you know, um, massage therapists, obviously, because we were there, um, to try to, you know, get get their sort of life going again and, and get back into society and feel good about where they are. Uh, that was interesting just because at the time that I was there, I was probably in, I was in that age category where, uh, where all these people were, um, were the same age, age category as most of these patients, uh, because it was generally 18 to 30 is, is and males are much more common yeah. uh, in terms, just because we're stupid, right? In terms of a lot of the things we do. I'm stupid, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I was working with a lot of people who were my age and six months ago, we're doing the same things that I was doing. Right. Uh, and all of a sudden something happened and, and, and they had this drastic sort of change in their life, right? Mm. So that was, that was stayed with me a lot because you, you recognize how much they appreciated the stuff that you were doing for them, even though it didn't seem like much. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you deal with patients and you'll try to do everything for them and they're not happy. And in this case, you're dealing with patients who are super happy that you're taking any time with them yeah. uh, and that you're actually trying to do things to make their life a little bit better. Mm. Um, so that, that stands, that, that always sort of stays with me more than anything else, more than any other patient that I've worked with. You know, yeah. I've worked with good patients and, and, and that over the years, yeah. but that, that sort of stays with me more than anything else. What about in the Cairo realm? Uh, in the Cairo realm, um, it's, it's interesting in the Cairo realm because I've done, I've crossed over and done some sports, um, sports things as well. And, and I've worked with some teams and, um, I've, I've, um, um, but more, more recently what I, what I'm doing is I'm starting to work in chronic pain, a, a chronic pain center. And it's interesting there, uh, because we work in very close collaboration with a lot of the doctors that are there. So physiatrists, um, uh, neurologists are there. Uh, we've got some anesthesiologists there. And they'll really, from a chiropractic standpoint, they want me to assess and to give them as much feedback as I can about where somebody's pain might be coming from. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be doing more 
um, specific uh, treatments for that patient that I can I can accomplish. Um, but uh, it allows them to do um, things under fluoroscopy. It allows them to do different if they need to do an injection. They needed to do things like PRP or prolotherapy. There's all these different different um, types of treatments that you'll see. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm working in that realm, at least that's kind of opened things up to me in terms of understanding when I'm dealing with a difficult patient here. At least I have a better understanding now of a lot of the things that I might be able to do to get them to the next stage where, where if I, you know, if they've kind of reached that therapeutic uh, max in terms of what I can do, hmm. then maybe maybe I can sort of refer them to somebody else that might be able to help them a little bit more to give them some quality of life. So this has kind of opened the door a little bit wider for your biopsychosocial model. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, when you're in a chiropractic clinic like this, which is more of a standard type chiropractic clinic in terms of size and all of that, you tend to be very, um, very, you're kind of to yourself a lot, right? So yeah, you'll have some collaboration with some family docs and things like that, yeah. but you're pretty well on your own, right? So when you're in a multidisciplinary environment like that and you're dealing with with people who can order MRIs, people who can could do more um, significant medical procedures than I'm able to do, it's kind of neat to see the collaboration and how how much they kind of respect what we do and, and vice versa. Do you find in that setting that you get a little bit more, mm, I'm assuming that you get lack of respect as a chiropractor, but in that setting, do you feel like, hey, the respect for a Cairo goes up with medical doctors compared to being in this kind of in in this this. It is different. Setting. Being there, you, you're at the same. You you feel that you're at the same level. Yeah. You know because they, um, you know they'll literally come and get you to come over and see patients, and 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 they'll really take what you're what you're, you're the information you're giving them at at uh, um, as as being definitive, right? So yeah. so you know they may disagree, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but you're you're really working in a much more collaborative setting. So there, yeah, it, it, I think you're at a higher you feel. That you're appreciated more there. I didn't. I didn't mean that in a negative. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. I see that. No, no. Yeah. So do you get kind of do because you, you're in this weird spot then because you're working in these two different areas mm. and you're working you know significantly different, mm. sort of the same but different. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah significant differences for sure, right? Yeah. So do you get tons of not tons, but do you get any blowback being in in this clinic setting, like your clinic setting? Mm. Do you get blowback from that, like from other medical professionals? Not, or? not too. Like, well, I think what tends to happen is the referral source is a little bit different because doctors, uh, if they're going to refer, unless they have some experience with chiropractic or at least unless I have a relationship with them, yeah. they're going to refer probably to the physio, physio room, yeah. right? They're going to go that way, right? So, and and that's just kind of what they're taught and that's what they know, right? So, the, so that's fine. So what, um, do, what do you want medical doctors, GPs to know about chiropractic? Um, I think they need to recognize um, how individual we are in terms of the way that we work, right? Um, you know, just like, um, you know, within chiropractic, You've got all these different perceptions of what it is, and in some cases that may be accurate. Um, but I think I think we need to do a good job, and it takes time and it takes effort to kind of educate the doctors that are around us mm. of what of how we work and what we do. You know, and and because I don't think they have a, a good understanding of that. They think that we're adjusting spines and, and, and cracking people's necks without thinking about anything. Yeah. You know, about that person. Where at least if you show them, you know, how you work and what you do and the modalities you have, then they start to realize, okay, well, you know, you're functioning as a rehab clinic or whatever else that's very similar to the other places that I'm sending people. And then I always tend to tell patients it's about who you work with, right? So yeah, I'm a chiro, I'm a massage therapist, but if you find a physio that works really well with you, good. 
like you know that, that that's that's fine for me you know i i'm not i'm not trying to say you got to come to us or else type of thing because yeah. it's about finding somebody that works well for you right you're going to find but if you've had those experiences of say chiropractor or even massage and it hasn't gone well we'll try somebody else mm-hmm. right and and see what that what that experience is all about and how they may be different uh, talk to me then about the the association for chiropractors because you mentioned that kind of the message to medical doctors seems to get lost a little bit and as you were saying that i'm thinking well that's kind of the role of the association mm-hmm. yeah, does your, is. how do you feel your association does with a job like that the association does they, they, they do a pretty good job of i think they do actually a pretty good job they 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 provide us with a lot of, um, uh, you know, there could be contact letters, templates, things like that to, to get us uh, involved with uh, with medical doctors in the area. They prepare slideshows for us if we want to go and talk to the doctors. So there is quite a bit that they do to try to, uh, they recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's research studies that they'll give to us on a regular basis and sort of say, pass these on to, to your medical doctors in the area, just so they have an idea of what we're doing and how we're doing it and the safety factors associated with it and stuff like that. So they actually you do do an awfully good job with that, I think. All right. So now I really want to know about this this place you got going on, Health Matters. Mm-hmm. I want to know when did it start? I want to know how did you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the tips and tricks that you can give to all of our listeners who are have that entrepreneurial spirit, that it fire inside that says, I can't work for anybody. Mm-hmm. I got to work for myself, which means I just work for everybody. Anyway. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> for me, uh, I, this basically opened, this place actually opened in 2006 is, is generally the, the, the date that I usually give, March 2006. Um, I had worked with another chiropractor prior to that, so I graduated in 2003, started working in Etobicoke, and uh, one one of the things that I would recommend to people who are thinking about um, you know potentially opening up their own their own practice or something is get into as many clinics as you can right mm. and and get into as many just to see how they run see how they how they how they work and you quickly find the things that you like and you enjoy you're not going to know everything you just won't um, but you're going to pick up on the things that really catch your eye and the things that you like in terms of could be the day to day operations could be the way they interact with patients could be you know all of those things so what did you what did you pick up that you liked that you still that you still have in practice? Um, I liked, well, I mentioned about that one uh, chiropractor initially and that real sort of positive atmosphere. The other place that I worked as well, he was a very talented chiropractor. He um, um, was a very good adjuster uh, and and it was neat to sort of watch his, because as you know, you learn in school, just like with massage therapy and chiropractic is no different. And and you learn sort of the general ways to manipulate, whether it's soft tissue, whether it's, whether it's joint. Um, and, but, you know, you'll pick up tricks as you're watching other, other people, cause they've been doing it for a number of years and yep. maybe they have different body sizes or styles or whatever it is. And so it's, it's interesting to be able to sort of see uh, some of those things that, that you like. Um, so I definitely picked up some, some different clinical, um, uh, the clinical things from him. The other thing that he did there that I didn't do was he did acupuncture. And, and so watching him do acupuncture and he used it quite exclusively, uh, didn't use a lot of IFC or ultrasound and things like that. Um, and seeing the success he had with acupuncture started to, to get me to think about the possibility of doing acupuncture as well, which I ended up doing training for uh, as well afterwards. Cool. Um, so, you know, you, you pick up and uh, you pick up some of the, you, you, you're going to, you know, pick up quite a few things that in terms of the way that they work and how they interact with patients as well. Um, in terms of day-to-day, a lot of my clinic 
manual comes from some of those places, you know, where, where uh, you use that as a guide and, and, and you sort of continue to develop it from there mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the way we, you know, maybe take payments or the way we um, we use our patient management system. We use the same one that I used when I was there, right? So all of those things kind of help you, yeah. right? Um, and uh, and then once you're, you're actually here, then you start quickly finding out all the things that you don't know how to do, right? And all the things that you had no idea how... Um, how costly some of it can be. Like right? what? Like what? Uh, when you're well, at that time there was it was print for yellow pages and all that stuff, right? So yeah. uh, the cost of um, of yellow pages was surprising to me. Uh, it's changed over the years now, but now it's becoming much more web based. Now it's well, it is more web based. I but. was I was at a guy's clinic today helping him do social media stuff. Yeah. He's still trying to get out of his yellow pages contract. Really? Yeah. Uh, usually it's a yearly contract. Yeah. He's finding yeah. difficulty getting out. He's oh, like, okay. They, they keep they okay. keep selling me really, right, yeah, yeah. more. Well, they are good at that. They're they're definitely good at that. Because every year you think you're going to save a little bit, and then you end up investing a little bit more. So so that is is a bit – yeah, so that that was pretty eye-opening for me. And uh, because this unit in particular was a new build at the time, um, you were getting hit with lots of people coming in. You needed an alarm, and then you needed this, and then you Mm. needed that, and you needed – so you were getting hit at all the same time for for all of these things, right? So um, so, But uh, but yeah, so it was 2006 that that we opened up uh, initially. Actually, it was really myself and then uh, my associate, Dr. Dr. Lair, uh, is here as well as a chiropractor. We have two massage therapists that are with us. Um, and then we've had, and they've been with us for quite a while too. And nice. I think that's important um, for uh, for the patients coming in when they see uh, they see some of the same faces. Mm-hmm. And like, like one of our, um, well, our massage therapists, one of them's been here for 12 years, I think about 12 years, maybe, oh, maybe even 13. Yeah. And uh, the other one's probably about eight, eight or nine or so. So the two have been here for a long time. Dr. Lur's been here from the beginning, more or less with me yeah. uh, as well. So they've got that consistency of, of seeing the same people in here, which is good. What are your massage therapists like about being here? Being in a place for 12 um, years as a massage therapist, well, I think the environment, a commitment. Yeah, yeah, I think the environment is good. Now, they, they uh, one of them works here exclusively. Another, the, the other one works at uh, some other clinics, like you talked about. We, we tend to jump from clinic to clinic in a lot of cases. Uh, but I think they, um, y- you know, it's 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 a good environment, right? It's it's a it's it's a pretty positive environment here. Um, we're pretty understanding in in terms of the the different uh, uh, stages of life that people are at. You know, some some of our people have um, have small children. Some some are a little bit uh, you know are new, newly married or so. So you've got differences in terms place, of yeah. yeah 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 in terms of what their needs might be. Mm-hmm. And you just try to be receptive to that as much as you can. So you gave me some of the things that you took away positive things from other places you worked at, and then you still have them here. What are some of the negative things that you saw that you're like, nope, no way that's coming with me. Um. Some places, uh, none of the ones I talked about, uh, <laughs> would have been um, records and things like that in terms of the way that they they were you know, would kind of pile up and pile up and pile up. I'm somebody who was I, I need to do my records that day and, mm-hmm. and sorry, I've been pretty well at that moment. Yeah. Um, and you know whether it was right side left side, I, I like to remember those things, right? So I, I'm I'm doing my records as I go. Um, so that that was one of the one of the things was was the the note taking definitely. Yeah. Um, there there always is this balance between it's a business right so you're you're trying to make some money but at the same time you're you're concerned about your your patient care right um and sometimes they're in in some uh some places you'll see where the you know where the the, the desire to to make more money is 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 uh, kind of well uh, well above mm-hmm. the patient care that they're giving right so you definitely do see that mm-hmm. you know for sure we spend 
a significant amount of time with our patients when they when they come in. Um, your average visit is going to be as a as a chiropractor is going to be about a half hour. So some people will be here longer. Some people might be a little bit shorter. Um, but a lot of the different some of the different philosophies of chiropractic might um, recommend that somebody comes at a, at a very high frequency. They may get into payment plans. They may mm-hmm. get into those types of things. College looks against that to some degree. There's 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 different stipulations about that. Um, but I n- I've never really liked that in terms what, of what are the stipulations. Well, there's a maximum amount that somebody can prepay. Uh, yeah, okay. and I can't. Don't ask me the yeah, exact no, no. amount, just because because we we generally don't like we don't do it anyways, right? right. Right, right. So it doesn't really apply to us, um, but you, so that that is. But your one college thing. does have standards. They do have standards. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. They definitely have guidelines associated with that. The the, the chiropractic college of Ontario does. Yeah. Hmm, I definitely. Didn't know that. You you definitely um, you know hear things within other other clinics in terms of things that may or may not happen in terms of um, you know orthotics are a big issue, right? In terms of the way people sell them and and uh, you know what they're what they're actually giving in some cases in terms of yeah, uh, yeah. you know so there there there's some gray areas with respect to that and then the difficulty becomes as people come in and and you know sometimes there's an expectation of that and and you you sort of very quickly have to sort of stomp that out and let them know that that's not mm. you know that's not the not the way we operate kind of thing yeah, so. yeah well you know what when you when you walk a straight line man you don't have to worry about anything that's always a good thing yeah oh, definitely you're also involved in education and you've been involved in education for a bit right weren't a little you, bit yeah tell, tell me about this were you weren't you developing curriculum for massage and stuff like that? we did a little bit for i helped out a bit with uh, the advisory board at humber humber college for cool. their for their program so i'm not i'm not associated with them any anymore but we were yeah part of the uh, uh, part of the board that would to, to develop it and then to maintain it to some degree so probably for the first four or five years or something like that yeah well cool. how'd you how'd you score that gig well actually the place that I was working at that time was very close to Humber College so I don't know um, I don't know necessarily how they got my name but maybe they were looking at massage therapists that were in the area and chiropractor why because I was both I think that probably mm-hmm. uh, probably piqued their interest a little bit more yeah yeah um, so uh, so yeah so when it with that tried to continue to contribute to that for a while right because a lot of people sort of stopped coming and and you know because you'd have meetings once every kind of six months or whatever it was right but I made a point of trying to go just because I thought well it's good to know what's happening in the profession it's good to know how they're trying to develop things and I felt that what I had from um, from my experience when I went to Sutherland was a strong uh, was a strong program, so I thought that you could sort of give a lot with respect to that. What other education are you doing now? Uh, working a bit, right? In, I'm not in the summer, but working with Seneca College um, with students in in their recreational therapy program, which is a degree program. Actually, it's a four year degree program, um, and there they're working in long term care facilities. They might be working in um, in hospital settings to some degree. There, I've I've taught a number of different courses there. Um, initially, I taught more physical assessment courses which was great for me right because it yeah, was, it's right up it your was alley. yeah it was it was perfect so i did some physical assessment i've done biomechanics uh, i've done some anatomy uh, i've done some pathology courses um, and um yeah, there's a couple other ones, a couple of, oh, some uh, therapeutic uh, exercise courses and stuff yeah. like that as well. And uh, and it's 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 interesting to, to be sort of in that environment working with, with students. And they're pretty decent-sized classes. Yeah. Initially, when I started, they were pretty small. But now I one of the courses I taught in the last uh, 
Um, the last term was I had 60, 60 students, which is quite a bit. Nice. You know, quite a bit. Yeah. What's more fulfilling for you? Working here, working in the pain clinic or uh, teaching? I like the variety. Mm. <laughs> like truthfully, I really do like the variety. The pain clinic is, is, is satisfying, but at the same time, doing it every day is difficult because you're dealing with people who have really complex cases and sometimes it's hard to help them, right? So sometimes, you know, it, it wears on you a little bit, right? Do you ever take it home with you? A little bit, yeah. A little bit you do. You know, you want to see them uh, having a improvement in their in their overall day if you can. And and the expectation is something you have to um, you, you have to sort of set up right from the beginning, right? Like, you know, if they're coming in and they're thinking they're going to be out of pain and everything's going to be great, well, yeah. I want to know what your goals are, right? And And we'll see if we can get you to reach some of those goals. And if they can see it and then and they can actually track it a bit, yeah. then um, then they start to feel more positive. Then they'll do more of their exercise and they'll do... Yeah, empowerment you know, is huge. Yeah, for sure, for sure. The teaching, uh, I enjoy. I like. I, I really like teaching with, um, with students. And if I had the ability to do more, but I would. I would. You know, I, I enjoy clinically working clinically. I don't particularly always appreciate all the business side of things. That's not my favorite part of it. So do you have someone helping you run the business side? Or is it just- I have, well, I have a bookkeeper that'll come in just to sort of do that. Uh, I've got a reception, uh, receptionist as well that sort of helps me with things. But ultimately, everything outside of that is kind of falls on me, right? So so what's your biggest struggle in terms of running the place? Not that anything seems to be a struggle, but if well, you have to... Well, the amount of hours that you're here sometimes yeah. is it can be tough, right? Um, I've got I've got a family and, and uh, I got two two kids that are getting older and stuff. So <laughs> that that is a bit tough right because you're trying to balance things and sometimes it's difficult to balance right i live close to my clinic that helps you know because i can i can sort of you know if i'm leaving here at 7 38 o'clock at night it takes me five minutes to get home right so and there and that was there there was a thought in in that in terms of where we were thinking of setting up yeah that makes a lot of sense so yeah yeah. right on man you sound like you got it going on up here it's been a while. Maybe We've, I'll come here for a job. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That being said, here's the here's the question. Mm-hmm. I don't play the lottery. Do you play the lottery? I don't anymore. I don't even know how to play the lottery. No, I'm not. I have no idea. No. I don't know what to do. I walk up to the counter and I say what to the guy. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. So I don't even bother. I get overexcited with numbers. And <laughs> I think I'm going to win and I don't. So Everyone, so I don't everyone that doesn't play the lottery gets like that. The one yeah. time you play, you're like, but you play the lottery mm-hmm. and you win millions. Mm-hmm. You win millions. Millions, okay. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you uh, sell this bad boy off and say, see you later? No, if I if I had won, like if I had won a lot, enough money, um, I would I would expand and I'd have some other people in here sort of helping me in terms of um, in terms of running the clinics. We'd probably um, probably do something with diagnostic imaging if we could too, you know, by like X-ray, you know, uh, ultrasound, that kind of stuff. Yeah. If, if we and knowing what I know in some of the chronic pain centers and clinics, even even having some sort of stake in, in, in those would, would make some sense. I'm always amazed by the answer because I ask this question almost to almost every guest and I haven't had anyone yet say, I'm going to pack it in and, and go live in Hawaii somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone is always like, well, maybe I just treat selectively or maybe I'll treat for free or maybe I'll expand mm-hmm. my business. That's awesome, man. That yeah. means you truly I would lessen my do. hours, but <laughs> I would lessen my hours just a bit. <laughs> just a but, bit. Yeah, yeah, just a bit, but that's okay. No, no, no. But I, but I'd like to see, um, you know, I like being in, in the healthcare industry. I like seeing, you know, people going out feeling better than they came in. And, and, and so, so that's, it's kind of nice to be able to provide that to people. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, so even if I was doing things more in a, um, consulting type side where I'm, I'm coming in and helping out with, with younger chiropractors, massage therapists, you know, uh, that would, that would be interesting as well. Do you ever, last couple things before you call it a wrap, how do you manage the dual 
registration. Like, you know, when you're seeing a patient and yes, there's a there's an overlap in the scope of practice. So how do you how do you manage that? In terms of managing it, I well, I do have well, I mentioned that I have the two massage therapists that are here as well. So they do the vast majority of the massages. Yeah. Most of the people that I see for massage are people I've worked with for, for many years, right? So and they, they you know just enjoy working with the same person. That's yeah. fine. If I can accommodate it, I'll try to, right? Um, in cases like that, it's 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 set up as a very separate treatment. Um, so we've got separate files, we've got separate rooms, we've gotcha. you know, so we do run it that way. Um, you know, when um, um, you know I need it's very difficult to be going back and forth though right mm-hmm. uh, as a chiropractor and a massage therapist so i do it very selectively it's it's not very often that i do it yeah um because as a as a chiropractor i can see and yeah i can see more than one person in a room at a time yeah uh, if i get behind in time well if somebody's coming in for an hour massage i can't make up any of that time right exactly, so yeah. so you know and then it pushes you back so i if i do it i'll try to see somebody maybe at the end of the night after i finished everybody else gotcha. uh, in terms of the chiropractic side of things or I try to do it at times where I've got a break after or something. So, so you're never really sure. messing around with kind of both registrations, both hats on the same patient at the no. same day. Because so, we were talking off mic and uh, I know this dude, he's a Cairo, he's a physio and he's a massage therapist and he's a one man show. Right, right, right. He, yeah. he, he, the clinic is his. There's no other practitioners. Right, right, right. And yeah. I think he's he's landed himself in a little bit of hot water because mm-hmm. the way it looks from an insurance provider, uh, yeah. the billing, because you know he's doing massage and he bills massage and right. he does physio and he bills physio and he does yeah. chiro and he does he bills that and that all comes yeah. up so the same legitimately day. he can but it's just the appearance is it's not, the appearance not good. exactly yeah, it's not good at all yeah, yeah. you know because so. uh, yeah no and that's something that you know we we don't uh, you know there might be the odd time where where, where you've uh, you you've massaged somebody and then and then I'll bring them in the other room and we may do an adjustment or something like that and yeah. there could be a difference there right but again it's very separate right but it happens very seldom it's very mm. seldom that something like that happens sometimes it's if people are traveling from long distances or whatever it is right yeah, so yeah. it doesn't it's not a regular occurrence at all right you know on. but uh but yeah and that's part of the reason that i have those other massage therapists here i want them to be busy <laughs> i want them to you know be uh be seeing the patients and then there's the collaboration between us right so then i can talk to uh, the massage therapist and 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 uh, we can discuss their case and discuss uh you know how we may be able to help them um individually and to, to try to get them to their goal right on, as man. Well. yeah this is good Thanks for hanging. This is no fun. problem. No, thanks for having me. I, I appreciate do, it. I do want to. I was going to ask you this at the beginning. Okay. Have you ever seen that TLC show, Trading Spaces? Yes, I have. You know how they did a reboot of that, and mm-hmm. I just recently saw one. Mm-hmm. You sound like uh, what's that guy's name? Ty. Ty. Oh, do I really? Ty, what's his name? <laughs> Ty Pe- Pennington. Ty Ty Pennington, yeah, the the carpenter you, guy. You sound yeah, yeah. so much like. Really? I think okay. I think when you hear this on playback, you're going right, to be right. like. Holy shit! I said well, you can put that. put Ty's picture there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to say that at the beginning. I said, no worries. I didn't want you to be all like hmm, thinking about it the I entire time. Again, <laughs> right on, brother. This has been good. Thanks for hanging. No, no, no. Thanks a lot for having me. I appreciate it. All right, you guys have been listening to two massage therapists in a microphone. Peace.